Hello. Thanks for tuning in to a special Staff Picks edition of the BPL podcast. So in this episode, uh, you're going to hear from myself as well as a few BPL staff members. Uh, We're going to talk about our favorite music, films, and books of 2019. So my first pick for our favorite album of 2019 is American Love Call by Duran Jones and the Indications. Duran Jones and the Indications is one of those great stories of a group of guys who met in college, they're at Indiana University, got together, recorded an album under you know a very modest budget, and basically just started touring and through word of mouth and their, their excellent live show, um, picked up steam. And uh, so they released their sophomore album this year. And while the, the first album uh, was generally more upbeat, um, featured some more like upbeat funk, James Brown-esque kind of stuff, um, the second album really kind of leans into the soulful side of the group. So um, a lot of old school soul influences. Um, the group has an excellent dual vocal approach. So the, Duran Jones, the front man, has this very sort of dynamic, um, interesting delivery. And then the drummer has this more of this falsetto, Smokey Robinson-esque uh, kind of lighter touch. So the song I want to play for you right now is Morning in America. So this song uh, uses morning as sort of a double entendre, both the beginning of the day and, um, you know, experiencing grief. And so they touch on things like the water crisis in Flint, uh, the opioid epidemic, among other things. So here's a little bit of Morning in America by Duran Jones and the Indications. It's still in San Diego. As the trains in New York City Roll thunder down the line The teachers rise in Richmond As they sleep in San Antonio While the harbor lights on Baltimore Got nurses headed home Maricopa So my other pick for favorite album of 2019 was Love Hurts by Julian Lodge. Um, So Julian Lodge is this absolutely virtuosic guitarist um, whose style is really very uniquely his own. And he's one of those cases, those rare cases, um, of an extremely technically skilled musician who can also, you know, sort of set that aside and you know, make very interesting and sensitive compositions. So one of the other examples that comes to mind is Chris Teeley. So that really rare, rarefied air um, in terms of musicianship. So Love Hurts um, is a trio recording, uh, which features Dave King uh, from the Bad Plus on drums, uh, who is amazing and also very singular in terms of his drumming approach. Um, 
And so this album covers a wide range of genres. So the album title comes from the song Love Hurts, which I'm sure you would recognize, as well as um, a Roy Orbison cover, Crying, um, and also some, some more traditional jazz standards. But the, the song I want to play for you is actually, uh, it's called In Heaven. So it's written by Peter Ivers and David Lynch, and it's featured in Eraserhead. So it's this really sort of kind of haunting composition that Lodge puts a really interesting spin on. hear from a few other BPL staff members what their favorites were for the year. Hey, this is Jen, circulation manager here at BPL. One of my favorite things of 2019 was the completely gonzo Nicolas Cage revenge flick, Mandy. Another one of those not-quite-for-everyone films. Like, I'm not exactly going to gift my grandmother this holiday season with this particular movie, but if you like David Lynchian, winding, epic, Epics featuring a cast of insane weirdos, this might be the movie for you. Or if you're like me and you're a Nicolas Cage apologist, this movie is definitely for you as it keeps him squarely in his singularly outrageous element. So pick it up on Blu-ray at BPL today and happy 2020. Hi, it's Leanne. My favorite book this year was Turn of the Key by Ruth Ware. Ruth Ware is my favorite psychological fiction author. Her books are the exact right mix of British allure, wonderfully timed moments of humor, and outright heart-pounding, page-turning fear. This book took it to the next level and incorporated a bit of a ghost story and had a Scottish mansion. It was inspired by Turn of the Screw. I always recommend Ware's books to everyone, but this one especially for readers who like ghost stories, mysteries, thrillers, but aren't interested in any gore. My recommendation this year is Other Words for Home by Jasmine Warga. 
This gorgeous middle grade novel written in verse follows Jude, a preteen refugee who leaves her home in Syria with her pregnant mother and struggles to come to terms with life in a new country along with the universal difficulties we all face growing up. Warga's novel is uplifting, beautifully written, and would make a wonderful read aloud for families. While this book is listed as middle grade fiction, I believe Jude's story will inspire people of all ages. Hi, I'm Nicole, and my favorite book of 2019 is Dear Girls by Ali Wong. Dear Girls is written as a series of letters to her young daughters, where she talks about life, love, sex, dating, her career as a stand-up comedian, motherhood, and being East Asian. I hadn't watched any of Ali Wong's stand-up specials before listening to this audiobook, so I didn't quite know what to expect. As a regular audiobook listener, I can honestly say that I haven't listened to anything in a long time, that was as funny and heartwarming as this book. While Ali Wong wrote this book to her daughters, I felt like she was writing to me, telling me things that I needed to hear about life. This is definitely a book that will stick with me for a while. A book that I loved reading this year was Normal People by Sally Rooney. Um, Sally Rooney is one of those authors who gets a ton of hype. She is an Irish author. She was under on those um, 35 under 35 lists. And so I hadn't read her first book, Conversations with Friends, um, because I tend to be skeptical of all of the hype. But my friend had normal people sitting out on their coffee table, and I picked it up and just started reading the first couple of pages. And then I fell into this total reading tunnel and didn't want to get out of it. Um, it is about Connell and Marianne. They meet in high school. Connell is this star football player. He's very popular at school. Marianne is kind of an outcast and a weirdo, or so everyone thinks. Um, and they meet because Connell's mother is Marianne's family's maid. And they kind of strike up this secret friendship slash relationship. Um, and then they move on to Trinity College in Dublin, and their roles kind of reverse. Um, there, Marianne, uh, partly due to her wealth, is um, a lot perhaps more popular. Um, and Connell kind of struggles having to be like a working student and that kind of thing. And they have this um, on-again, off-again relationship. They always stay friends. They're always reaching out to each other um, and just kind of figuring things out. So it's this very interesting coming-of-age story that has a lot to do with class, um, which was really fascinating to me. And Sally Rooney is just this really interesting writer. She writes these really simple declarative sentences, um, but it just totally wraps you up in it. Um, it was a great read. It got a ton of hype, um, but I'm here to tell you that the hype is true. So check it out. Sally Rooney, uh, Normal People. Hello, everyone. This is Debbie at the Bexley Library, and I'm here to talk about one of my favorite movies uh, for 2019. I was going to talk about books, but I always read about 12 books at the same time, so I'm a very slow reader. So I'm, I'm much more current on my movies. So the movie I want to talk about today is called The Last Black Man in San Francisco. This is the first film by director Joe Talbot, and it's... Um, uh, a beautiful film. It's the cinematography is just gorgeous, and it's about this um, this young fellow um, named Jimmy Fails, and it's loosely based on his life. He grew up in a um, a lovely Victorian home in the Fillmore District of San Francisco, which used to be predominantly uh, a black neighborhood in the fifties and sixties. But due to gentrification, everyone has been leaving, and so it's um, even though it's 
a more serious subject, like the issues of um, erasure of black Americans from the history of San Francisco and a gentrification, it's done in such a, a haunting and beautiful way, like as a, a nice whimsical touch to it. And it's one of those few films that I saw that um, afterwards I really felt like the characters were really real people and that I got a sense of like the the history of of San Francisco, or maybe more importantly, what the uh, history might have been. It's um, um, it's a wonderful film, and in case you didn't catch it, you should catch it on DVD at the library or on streaming services. Also, a quick shout-out, in case you missed it in the theater, to Book Smart, a delightful coming-of-age film directed by Olivia Wilde, about two young girls, very nerdy, who decide they've blown too much of their time studying, want to have uh, one last big party weekend. It was, um, it's not a unfamiliar story, but it's a fresh new angle that you might enjoy. Going to butt in on Debbie's pick here because, you know, it's my podcast and I make the rules. Um, so Booksmart, that's probably the hardest I've laughed in movie theaters in a long time. Um, really talented, funny, uh, young cast, um, that, you know, some people that you may not have seen before. And then kind of, you know, punctuated by some some familiar actors like Will Forte, Jason Sudeikis. Honestly, just really, uh, as Debbie mentioned, a really funny and original take on that sort of well-trodden storyline. Now, to let Debbie finish. Last but not least, one of the most fun documentaries I saw this year was one called Hail Satan? Directed by Penny Lane. It's for a wry, hilarious documentary about um, a group of basically merry prankster types who are uh, call themselves Satanists. So it's for anyone who enjoys films by Michael Moore or The Yes Men. It was uh, one of the most... Uh, hilarious documentaries I've seen in a very long time. My name is Christian, uh, and my uh, pick for uh, my favorite film of 2019 is uh, The Lighthouse. It's this fantastic film that's so wildly creative while also being uh, reflexive of old cinema. Um, it's shown in a box um, uh, view so it's not like some sort of widescreen film, very uh, calling of uh, old cinema. Uh, it's shot in black and white, which is a very interesting artistic choice. It has William Defoe and Robert Pattinson playing some incredible roles and creating this great dynamic uh, between these two uh, seamen who are uh, at this lighthouse uh, on an island, just slowly going mad. Um, I think it's a film that deals with a lot of topics uh, that are very abstract, and you sort of put your own meaning to the film. That wraps up our Staff Picks podcast for 2019. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.